The nail in the coffin! Welcome to The Nail. I'm Tom. He's Travis. It's Monday night. Trav, how are you, buddy? Doing pretty good, Tina. How you doing, bud? I'm doing all right. Uh, got the Cavs on in the background here, trying to fend off the mighty Nets. Um, there you go. Real clash of the Titans in the association. <laughs> big, big game in the NBA hardwood tonight. It's, uh, all right. Yeah. It's not us. like last year, though, where we can vote for both the Cavs and the Nets pick. I'm still bitter at Spencer Dinwiddie. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> the guy pretty much single-handedly cost us like either Luka Doncic or uh, or DeAndre Trey Young or, or Trey Young or yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, I, that's is... that's not a hundred percent fair to Colin Sexton. I I think he's been fine, but you know, but yeah, yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> it is what it is at this point. We're stuck with him. That's that's where we are. Um, and let's talk about where the Buckeyes are going to be uh, in Pasadena and not in the college football playoff. Uh, the pairings for the playoff and the rest of the bowl games came out yesterday. And uh, how do you feel about that? Um, the, fa- the fact that they didn't get in, I don't feel terrible about it. And I'm not going to say that I'm stunned by it. Um, we kind of knew going into Saturday that they were going to have to, unless Oklahoma lost, uh, Ohio State was going to have to put a Wisconsin-esque performance on like we saw in 2014 where they won 59 to nothing and they would just have to basically run Northwestern off the field. Um, they looked like they were maybe on on pace to do that. They let Northwestern get it down to a three-point game in the second half. And after that, it was kind of, I don't know, I think it was kind of a foregone conclusion at that point that we weren't going to get in. Oklahoma was probably going to get that spot. Although if you... Uh, if you watch that Oklahoma game, they were less than impressive. And it was uh, pretty clear from my standpoint that the Big 12, the guys that write those uh, checks for the officials, also maybe wanted Oklahoma to get in the playoff. <laughs> they and had Jim that, Ross and uh, it was, Bob Stoops it, and everybody else, uh, Barry Switzer. There was a handful of like some of the worst calls I've ever seen, like in crucial moments. Like there was a, a false start that it was sort of like that one we had in the um, Chargers game earlier this year where it was a real false starty and <laughs> everybody stopped except for like two guys. Um, and they converted uh, fourth down and then a play, a, a play later scored a touchdown. It was, it was bad all around. And there was a couple other instances. I don't want to get too much into that, but given how the games fell out on Saturday, I'm not stunned about them not getting into the playoff. And I'm not even necessarily that upset about them not getting into the playoff. Um, I'm a little taken aback when I hear the, I can't remember the guy's name, but the guy that was on ESPN explaining how the, how the chips fell where they were. Um, didn't make a whole lot of sense. Seemed to contradict himself a whole lot as he was walking, walking everybody through the process. Um, and that was probably far more frustrating than the fact that we're not going to the playoff and we're playing the Rose Bowl. I got to be honest that as somebody who's interested in Ohio State and, and likes Ohio State, I, I was less irked by finishing behind Oklahoma than I was Ohio State finishing behind Georgia in the final rankings that just oh yeah 100 percent. i absolutely and listening to the guy explain it too was even more infuriating to me sitting back because he said frequently like that oklahoma georgia and ohio state were all very neck and neck they were all super close right and every time he mentioned it it was funny because he kept mentioning it um here's why oklahoma got in ahead of georgia and he would list off these protocols and then not really fail to mention that a you just said Ohio State, Georgia, and Oklahoma are really close. Well, Ohio State has all those criteria that you just said Oklahoma has. So how in the world did you get around to Georgia being ahead of them? If you want to just say we think Georgia's way better, okay, okay. I mean that you can say that that carries a lot more weight, and it's a it's a lot less contradictory than the explanation we actually got. Right, and so- I'm not I don't necessarily subscribe to that either, but. I'm sure there's going to be 
some hardcore football people who are going to roll their eyes at me, but are we sure Georgia is that no. great this year? No, that that no. just kind of bothered me. No. Like we're just making these assumptions. Well, they they played Alabama tough. Okay. Um, yeah, I, if if your best to, if your best win is a close loss, uh, you're not that good. That's the thing that bothered me about them, and I uh-huh. say that as someone who kind of likes Georgia, and I've kind of had an interest in them for a while. But this year, I'm looking at what they did, and okay, so they they played Alabama tough this weekend. Um, you know, I think it was like week five or six this year. Army went into Oklahoma and took them to overtime and they finished the year or they're, they're going into this weekend's game with Navy with only two losses. Do we think Arby should be in the top 10? Well, because they played Oklahoma tough and Oklahoma's a playoff team. No, nobody's making that argument. So why is it that like Georgia can, Oh, they, well, they played Alabama tough. You know what? We, we had a phrase for this when I was in college, you were there. You just fucked up. They were there. They had the lead. They had a two-score lead. They had a chance to put it to 17 points. They they blew it there. Um, they had other chances to put that game away, and they didn't get it done. And it was a hell of an effort. It was a great game, but they didn't win. And they don't have a win on their resume this year against a team that has fewer than three losses. Like Florida and LSU were their best wins, and those are two three-loss teams. They lost to LSU, right? By Twenty. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. They That's... didn't beat LSU. Yeah. That, right. Again, their best Florida, win is, Florida... is a loss. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. No, Florida and uh, Kentucky. I meant. Yeah, and Kentucky kind of fell apart in the second half of the season. I mean, they, no, I'm not going to say that. Okay. Maybe fell apart was a little harsh because it is Kentucky football, but I was gonna say, um, football schools go. Kentucky is a great basketball school <laughs> for Kentucky. Um, hell of a season for them. Right. But that's the thing. When you're looking at a resume, if you're listing off, if you want to say, we, we think at your worst, you're the worst of the three for Ohio state. Okay. Um, Ohio State's got two wins that are better than anything Oklahoma or Georgia did. So at their best, Ohio State is better than those other two, presumably, if we're, if we're going to apply that sort of logic to it. Because what they did to Michigan last week is far and away better than anything either of those two teams put out there. Right. Um, and you're gonna, and if you're if you're one of these people saying Georgia should have gotten in, which I don't, you're not obviously, um, but there was a surprising like upswell of people saying this this is how it should be I'm like well okay so they they gave bama their absolute best shot why in the hell do they deserve another one they had that game and they shit it away that's like you said you fucked up that's your fault why should you be rewarded for yeah. almost getting it done and there was no extenuating circumstances i mean they did no. not have they didn't have a, a key player go down in fact it was Alabama who had their quarterback go down with an injury there was no egregious bad call or any controversial wasn't play any, yeah you just got outplayed you made a really stupid fake punt call right um, that was the other thing but stupidity is your own fault that's not yeah you don't get rewarded because you made a bad decision like oh if you didn't do that maybe it was different tough shit you did it um yeah. I, I have zero. I honestly, I have zero interest in entertaining this idea that Georgia deserved a spot in there. If you want to tell me you think Georgia is one of the four best, okay. But we play the regular season for a reason. They yeah. played their way out of it. Oh, yeah. you you can probably make an argument that Ohio State did too when they got blown up by Purdue, and I'm not going to put up too much resistance on that. Um, it's it's sort of the reason like why I'm fine with Oklahoma getting in. Um, you get the shit beat out of you by. Uh, six and six team, you're not going to get the benefit of the doubt. We learned that last year, right? Um, but I, I don't know. Give me a break with this Georgia stuff. You're telling me after they um, didn't really beat anybody during the regular season, lost to Alabama um, in a game that, quite frankly, they played about as well as they're capable of playing. Um, and Georgia played or Alabama played pretty bad. Why they deserve a rematch? Then um, I've Zero doubt that um, if you gave Nick Saban a month to prepare for a rematch against Georgia, it'd be a, a 
bloodletting. They'd get destroyed in that game, I think, if they played again. Um, so that was a play-in game for Georgia, and they shit the bed. Okay, that's that's what happens. This whole, um, you know, and the, the other thing about this, and it's, I'm I'm annoyed by how those rankings shook out for all the reasons that we've outlined here. But at the same time, I can't get too upset about this, I guess, because I feel like the criteria for this thing changes every year. I mean, we're five years into the system. And like, you remember the first year when Ohio state got in, we heard about how critical it was that they played a conference championship game and they won a conference championship outright. And you know, the winner of the Big Ten Conference Championship game hasn't gotten in for three straight years now. Um, and, you know, Notre Dame, okay, so Notre Dame. Actually, I, I take that back. Notre Dame, I mean, they, what do they play, five ACC schools? And then – Their schedule didn't doesn't look good now, but they schedule teams that historically are pretty solid. Yeah, I was going to say, like, talented. they play Stanford, I, USC. Those are probably the two most reliably above-average Pac-12 schools – um, you know, I I went through it today. They had they had a probably at least eight respectable looking schedule. Yeah, it's it's yeah. not bad in a normal season. It's not bad. And the other thing is, like, I don't personally think Notre Dame is one of the four best teams, but I do still think you need to results need to matter. If no one's if you're playing decent enough competition, which I think they are, and you're beating everyone, you deserve a shot. Right. Um. And I'm not a Notre Dame fan by any stretch of the imagination, right? I, I would love to come on here and say that they don't deserve it, but they're undefeated. They play, you know, talented, big name teams. They beat the they, they beat Michigan early in the season, who I think Michigan's still pretty good, even despite what Ohio State did to them. Um, I don't have a problem with anybody, honestly. The way that the top four shook out, I don't have any complaints with it. Um, I think if you went to Alabama, the number one scenes that said, Hey, who do you want to play? They would have picked Notre Dame in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. I agree and so Oklahoma losing that game, I don't think did Alabama any favors. Um, no. but yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's where we're at right now. It's okay. I, I don't have major complaints about it. The one difference with 2014 though, is Ohio state's resume was considerably better than Baylor or TCU. Um, we had the polls and they were behind both of those teams at one point. Right. But if you looked, you could go back and look at top 25 wins, strength of schedule, strength of record, all these different metrics. Ohio State was way better. Um, their resume was just far better than anything TCU or Baylor did. Um, the only argument at the time was that you know they lost by two touchdowns to Virginia Tech, who wasn't very good that year. Right. Um, as, we've, as we've learned, Ohio State seems to be prone to that, uh, to that one letdown game every year. And it's sort of why last year I said, you know, they lost. They got not. They got kept out last year because they lost two games. I'm I'm pretty confident last year that if if uh, they played like Kent State instead of Oklahoma in the non-conference last year, beat the hell out of them, and their only loss was Iowa. I honestly think they got in last year. All um, right. So that actually that kind of leads me into something I wanted to go, go with on this is if you're the Big Ten. Um, I guess specifically Ohio State, but mm-hmm. uh, let's look at the conference overall. What do you take away from the fact that now you've gone two straight years without having a team in the playoff and three straight years with not having your conference champion in? Because, um, you know, we had Bill uh, Bender on a couple weeks ago, and he wrote what I thought was a really interesting article today for Sporting News that was kind of looking at some of the things that the Big Ten could be doing. And one of the things that he says is killing them is, you know, they're trying to improve their strength of schedule by – um, going to a nine-game conference schedule, and it's probably doing them more harm than good because you take that ninth game off, maybe Ohio State doesn't see Purdue this year, and maybe that disaster for them doesn't happen. Um, other examples as well, like the Iowa game last year. Um, do, if you're the Big Ten, are you reconsidering that, that nine-game schedule, your division alignments, what are you looking at right um, now? No, I don't think they move the divisions around. I think if you look at them now, it's it's. I guess maybe maybe you do, but they make sense regionally. There's no, I see no indication that the East won't be the far and away dominant division for a while, right? 
I mean, but, it's been, they're fi- the East is five and zero in the Big Ten championship game. How many of those are Ohio State? Four. Uh, <laughs> Michigan State's got one. I'm pretty sure there are four of them are Ohio State. Three. Um, Penn State's got one. When did they? Go? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um. So okay, so I mean, but that's you look at them and you're like, yeah, these teams have all been better. The only one really in the West that has been consistently good over the last few years is Wisconsin, and they weren't any good this year. Right. Um, but if I'm Ohio State, the first thing I'm doing is I'm calling Texas, and I'm calling Oregon, and I'm calling Notre Dame, who I have series scheduled with over the next few years. I'm sorry, we're backing out of these. Um, we're loading our conference up with garbage, or we're loading our non-conference up with garbage because there's zero incentive to it. The putting your, if you assume that everyone's going to lose one game right during the regular season, because historically that's what's happened. We have three undefeated this year, but we haven't had an undefeated champion in the playoff era yet. Right. Um, so you're saying historically, you know, we know there's going to be at least one loss. There's, I, I don't think there's any real incentive to putting that one to, you know, possibly adding another loss, you know, cause if you're putting a good team on there, as opposed to a gimme game, um, you're, you're, you're putting yourself at risk and you're sort of putting yourself behind the eight ball. And that's what happened last year. They scheduled that Oklahoma game because we thought when the playoff came around, you know, strength of sales is going to matter. You're going to need those big games on your schedule to, to separate yourself from other teams. But last year, a team that didn't even win their division got in ahead of us. Um, and we got penalized because we played that game and lost it. So, I, that's the first thing I'm doing. As far as what the conference should do, I don't know that it makes a big difference. Um, going from an eight to a nine game schedule, um, I wouldn't necessarily be against going back to eight, but I don't have a really strong feeling one way or another, quite honestly. It's All easy right. to look at it and say Purdue, Purdue doesn't happen if you do that, but yeah, maybe Purdue still does happen. Like, I don't yeah, know. Maybe it's another game that gets taken it's off. It's a different one that gets taken off. Exactly. Like, I, right. I don't have a big problem with that because there's so much. Let's be honest. Half of the half of the Big Ten West and, and Purdue's a six and six team. So let's not act like Purdue was some juggernaut that we just drew on bad luck. Right. We just played the absolute worst game we were capable of playing, mm. and they played the best. And regardless of who that ha- who does that, if if they do that, it's gonna it's gonna hurt us. Um, so I I don't think that's necessarily the solution, but I, I'm not totally against it either. I don't have a strong opinion one way or another on that one. It does seem just kind of back to your point about backing out of some of those big name non-conference games that if there's one takeaway I've gotten from the last, what has it been, five years now that the system's been in place is it feels like the worst aspect of your resume gets penalized more than the best aspect of your resume gets rewarded. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, look, you can look at this year. Georgia doesn't have a single great thing on their resume not one um ohio state's got one and a half i'm not sure how good we consider the penn state game um it's better but i think it's better than i don't really have a whole lot of respect for florida i don't really care what this what their record is or where they're ranked um i watched them play a handful of times this year they're not that good um i also but i also feel the same way about penn state so i don't know how how much (laughs) how much love i give that how much love i give that second notch on um, Ohio State's resume, but the way they manhandled Michigan is better than anything. Quite frankly, better than anything I think anyone outside of Georgia has done this year. Um, Clemson and Notre Dame included. So, yeah, if you're going to tell me like these those big games matter, well, they don't seem to. You're not really acting like they do. You say they do, but you, the results don't show it, right? So. I don't know. I part of me says load up your schedule as lightly as possible and try to go undefeated. Cause if you get that one win, you're still going to just have to look convincing, right? Cause Oklahoma didn't really Oklahoma's defense is awful. Yeah. Like one of maybe the worst one we've seen in the playoff. Terrible. So clearly you're really only, and, and what we kept hearing all weekend was, Oh, no one wants to go against Oklahoma's offense. Everybody wants to go against Oklahoma's defense. Everybody. <laughs> so, yeah, their offense is good, and maybe at this point it's just about style points. So, if you're, you know, if you're going to be one of those teams that wants to get in the future, pad your schedule as much as you can, or you can score 60, 70 points every week in the non-conference and get out with a bunch of momentum. 
and ride that the rest of the season. Because for what we saw this year, uh, Oklahoma's offense is not that far ahead of Ohio State's. And Ohio State played much better defenses than Oklahoma did. They were one and two in the country. And I can tell you that Ohio State's defense is considerably better than Oklahoma's is. They're not world beaters. They're not amazing. But they're not 120th in the country either. Right. Um, One other thing. I wanted to ask you about with this, and I was half kidding when I texted you about this the other day during the games, uh, half serious. The Big Ten is in the second year of its television deal. Now they've got a this big oh, deal. Yeah. They've got this big deal with ESPN and Fox, and I don't know exactly what the breakdown is, but I'm pretty sure Fox has got the bigger piece of the pie because Fox gets the first choice on games. That's why the Ohio State-Michigan game is on Fox every year now. This is the second year. And, by the way, I think Fox owns and operates the Big Ten Network. The SEC uh, Network is owned and operated by ESPN. Um, And the playoff is in ESPN television production as well. Am I a tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy theorist if i'm looking at the fact that the big 10 that is now a you know basically a fox league is in year two of that deal and is also in year two of getting left out of the playoff especially when i'm seeing some of the analysts on espn going out of their way to talk up georgia over ohio state no i think it's i'm not gonna say you're a conspiracy guy um it's an astute observation, and it would be, quite honestly, be kind of naive to discount it. Um, I don't know for sure that I think it's a huge factor, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if it if it gets sort of mentioned in passing as those discussions are going on. Um, and let's be fair. I mean, during the Big Ten championship game and in the post game, their studio guys were talking up Ohio State and the Big Ten as well. So, um you know, it goes both ways, but Fox doesn't have the playoff and it's it's not their bottom line that's being impacted uh, at, at the new year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think there's possibly something to it. It's weird because I don't know. Last year, if you slapped, if Georgia, if Georgia and Alabama's roles were reversed, I I'm not totally sure that uh, Alabama doesn't get in ahead of Oklahoma this year. Um, like I didn't really think they should have been in last year, and I was I think I said it on here repeatedly. If we're gonna count these games and we're gonna say that they matter, you have to have some sort of things that you know, especially during the regular season. And my favorite thing about college football is how literally one loss it means more in college football than it means in any other sport by a lot. Um, so I I like that aspect of it and it it seems like, and Ohio state has gotten this in the past. They obviously haven't for the last few years, but they've always sort of made excuses for certain teams. They, they sort of excuse away losses when one team does it because they're used to that team being really good. That team being Alabama specifically, and they hold them against everyone else. So I don't know necessarily as far as the, the whole network thing that you're discussing and, and sort of who owns them and, and, and where their affiliations are with the conferences is, but there's a lot of things I think that go into it. And ultimately it's, it's a big money operation and they want to make as much money off of it as possible. So it'd be crazy to say that, you know, they don't care at all about which teams get in. Um, I think that probably is part of why Ohio State got in in 2014 because they're a much more probably profitable entity than TC or Baylor was, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I, the results sort of bore it out, and I don't know that that's necessarily why I think so, but when I looked at the time, the resume very clearly said that Ohio State was more deserving, and that's sort of the other debate that we keep getting into, right? Is, is it more deserving right. or is it best? Well, and the other one, I mean, to bring it back to this year, um, you know, I mean, I think we're in agreement that Notre Dame by running the table uh, deserves a shot they're to deserving. be in, in the playoff. Um, but at the same time, if BYU 
plays the same schedule that Notre Dame plays and runs the table? Are they getting in? Yeah, no. No, they're not. Okay. No. So, I mean that's again, also sort of that's also sort helps. of a straw that's <laughs> also sort of a straw man though, because the likelihood that that would happen is incredibly low. Okay. Um, I think, and part of that reason is because BYU, BYU doesn't have the same caliber of player that Notre Dame has. Um, yeah. so that's, that's another argument that like, I got in with someone today, someone's like, so under this current system, you know, you could have five undefeated conference champions in Notre Dame and you're going to have to cut two of them out. I'm like, that's never happened. Why are we right. talking like hypotheticals that aren't ever going to happen? It's like, yeah, I could win the lottery tomorrow. Guess what? I'm not going to do- change how I plan my finances based on that possibility. I right? do think There's certain so. things They're... that are never going to happen. So why are we bringing those and using those sort of things to mold how we decide how we do things now? I, I do think, though, that there is a level of frustration. It's it's my biggest complaint with this that, you know, I, I think it's an interesting point that you make that a loss in the college football regular season is more meaningful than any other sports regular season. The flip side of that coin, though, is that college football, major college football, is the only major sport at any level that has no objective way, no objective path to winning a championship. Like, you theoretically could go undefeated and not get a shot to play for the title. I mean, you know, everybody's going to kind of roll their eyes at UCF, but that's a school that's won 25 games in a row. They They lost their coach after last year. Their quarterback goes down this year. They just keep winning games, and they're never going to get a shot to play for a title. Like, what is the point of them existing in in the FBS? In, oh, there's none. The Power Five need to be completely separate. Right. I, yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why we continue to entertain this idea that just there's because no they're path both in Division One, they deserve it. No, and I don't know that there should be. Five. I think that's okay. Like, I don't think that's a that's a problem. Um, they exist probably in Division One because. It allows them to cash in on some of their the larger teams that are in the area, like you know Ohio State and Florida and Florida State and uh, Miami. They got to schedule someone, and they don't always yeah. schedule Power Five, so they need those teams for that. Um, yep. That's why they're there. Like I hate to say that, yeah, they can play in their own conference and they can try to win their conference, and that's fun for them. But most of those teams survive based on those large universities giving them money to come play them and lose to them. Now UCF yeah. obviously has bucked that trend by winning, but I don't think it's I don't think it's such a terrible thing to just say, yeah, you're not really in the same league. You're technically in the same division, but you're not. Like just take what you get here. You're going to they're going to get well, I don't know. I guess it's sometimes it's expensive and these teams end up losing money on bowl trips, but they have potential to make good money based off of what's going on right now. It doesn't necessarily mean that they have to be guaranteed consideration for these other things that larger more prominent universities are getting it's okay that's that's the way the world works i don't have a huge problem with that i agree with you though what you're saying about how there's no objective criteria whatsoever that are used they always just sort of explain away and they pick whichever criteria apply to the situation they're in and say that that's what matters uh, that's that's the thing is you know it it's it comes down to politicking and educated guesses like okay based on the criteria or based on, you know, the evidence that we got from this year, the body of work that we got this year, we say that Oklahoma, if you're trying to pick from Oklahoma, Ohio state and Georgia, that Oklahoma uh, belongs in there. But like, you don't know, you know, it's a, it's a guess. And, you know, twice already in the first four years of this thing, the number four seeded team to get in has won it. So, um, I and and you know both of those years, whether it was Alabama last year or Ohio State the first year, there was real cases to be made for those teams not even getting in. Um, I I know you're somebody who wants to you you don't want to see it expanded beyond four, right? No, I, not at all. Um, like sort of how I mentioned that a loss in college football right now means a ton. First, let me get one thing out of the way. A six, I think a six game, six team playoff is an absolutely horrible idea. If you're looking at trying to make it fair to, you know, more teams or whatever, arbitrarily giving two teams a pass into the second round is far more unfair than anything else that 
has been discussed. So if it expands, I personally feel I don't want it to, but I'm going to be way more angry if it expands to six than if it expands to eight. Second, <laughs> like sort of what I mentioned earlier, go, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say I, I'm I'm with you. Six at one point seemed to make a lot of sense to me, but um, for the exact I think six just made just... sense to people because they didn't want to expand it too much too fast. Yeah, yeah, but the more but, I but if you're looking at it, it, like like this year, okay, so uh, Notre Dame and Clemson, uh, um, you know, one of those teams has to play an extra game, even though both of them are undefeated. Like you were laying out the nobody's ever you've ne- never had five plus teams go undefeated. Well, we've now had three go undefeated. How do you have an undefeated team not get a buy? You know, it, it turns into that right. Whole deal. And and I was, I was talking to one of my buddies about it, and he was okay with six. I'm like. Why, you can't get, choose to give two teams like such a huge advantage right. in, in this format. And he's like, it's not that big of an advantage. I'm like, you're telling me that having to beat three really good teams in a row isn't a significant disadvantage over only having to beat two? Not to and mention the that most play- of those teams... And the first one you're playing just beat up on another team the week before, like probably yeah. played their toughest game of the season before that? And depending like on what it would, you know, how it would work out. I mean, if the conference championships stay in, I mean, you're already going to be dealing with most teams having to play more games than Notre Dame because Notre Dame doesn't have to worry about a conference championship. So, um, right. yeah, that 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 turns into a mess. I think my biggest problem with the current system is it was it's better than the BCS, and I think it's better having four than two. But the way it was built gave too much deference to the existing institutions. Well, we can't get rid of the bowl games. Okay, fine. We'll use bowl games as the semifinals. Um, You know, these are the best venues for major college championships uh, as it is. So, you know, we'll make the semifinals, the bowl games. That's fine. Um, New Year's Day, there's a great tradition for bowl games. So we're going to make, you know, let's let's put the semifinals on New Year's Day. Well, we can only do that in the years that it's the SC or that it's the Sugar Bowl and the Rose Bowl is the semifinals because we can't move those off of New Year's Day. Okay, fine. We'll move the semifinals to other days. Um you know, and it's just odd. And okay, well, we we can't you know expand it to eight because we've got these conference championship games. You know, it, it's just like on and on and on, like all these different um, pieces to the puzzle, that, like these things that are these untouchable institutions. That you know, the college that, that you, you could, I think it would be the thing that would make the most sense to me is getting rid of the championship games having five division winners or, or five conference winners and three at larges and making the first weekend instead of a conference championships, making that uh, the uh, quarterfinal of the playoff. Um, but, you know, I, it, put, I hear fine. that. I hear that. And it's, it sounds great in theory. My biggest thing is that college football has always been, and, and this is me sounding old here, obviously they're very traditional Right. And that no sort of shit. That's how we that's, are where we are. That's what that's what you're saying about the Bulls, right? It speaks to that. Yep. But I also I don't I would rather a couple worthy teams be left out than teams that aren't worthy be let in. Right. So Washington, three losses, won a shitty pack twelve. But more importantly, three losses. No one's looking at Washington saying, Yeah, they deserve a shot. So I don't want to expand it so all of a sudden they get and get in. Uh, see, like that doesn't I, make sense to me. I, I want to know. Way. I, I want to know who the best team is. And, and if this, say Washington gets in and they get hot and win three games in a row, you're going to tell me that they're a better team than Alabama or Clemson? No. Like no one thinks that. It's like people love March Madness, right? And they go crazy for it. But when nine seed UConn won a few years ago, everyone loved it and went nuts. But did you think they were the best team in the country? No. Nobody thought that. They got hot at the end of the season. I don't care about how you're playing at the end of the season. The thing about college football that that makes it that separates it from every other sport is that every game is important. If you want to be a contender, you have to come out and hope that every game and, and expect and plan and try to win every single game. You can't throw away a game. If you lose a game, you can't complain about anything after that. So Ohio State this year, they lost by 29, right, to Purdue. 
th- maybe they are one of the four best teams, but they didn't do enough to to take the doubt out of it, right? I don't want to see a Washington in there playing. I don't want to see UCF in there. I want to know that the teams that are on there, the four best te- four of the best are sort of in a class by themselves. And this year, I personally think Alabama and Clemson have sort of separated themselves from everyone else. I don't think the, the gap between the gap, I think between two and four is bigger than it's been in years past. Um, now that being said, I think Oklahoma can score on anyone. So it wouldn't stun me if they ended up winning the whole thing, but um, no, I want when, when Ohio state gets beat by Purdue in the middle of the season by 29 points, that should hurt like hell. I shouldn't wake up the next day saying, oh, that's all right, it's only one. Hopefully they can play their way back into it. No, that should sting. Every other sport, you lose that game, you get over it the next day, whatever, fine. You still got the rest of the season to go. Um, you can still put a good run together, get in and, and, and try to you know, see where the chips fall once you get in there. No, get, losses like that should hurt. They should damage your chances for the rest of the season. They should be something you look back at in the off season, like, God damn it. I can't believe we lost that game. <laughs> well, here we are. <laughs> right. And, and I'm an Ohio state. I'm avid Ohio state fan, right? I would love Ohio state to be in the playoff, but ultimately they didn't do their job. So I'm not going to complain that they're left out of it. Yeah. And it, yeah. It, there's, there's, there's You've never, there's never, off. there's never ever eight teams that have a legit claim at being the best team in the country. Never. This year, we maybe have six. Although I don't really think Georgia can because they've lost twice already. Well, see, that's just what I was going to say is, you know, you're, you're, you've made peace with the situation as it is because Oklahoma got in. But if Oklahoma was removed from this equation and it was Georgia getting in at four and Ohio State being left out at five, I kind of wonder how you'd feel then. Um. I'd think they'd have more of a gripe about it. I don't know that I'd be too mad because yeah, I think Georgia's pretty good. Um, I would say, yeah, we need to add four more teams. All right. I've, I've been pretty, I think I've been pre- pretty firm in that <laughs> since it rolled out in the first you, place. You are nothing if not consistent on that front. I will give you That's that. That's what I'm going for. All right. So on a scale of uh, one being, you're going to uh, go shovel your driveway and 10 being that you're going to be uh tailgating uh, in your driveway starting at 6 a.m. on New Year's Day. How excited are you for Ohio State playing Washington in the Rose Bowl? Um, can you ask me in like two weeks when I know who's <laughs> playing and who's sitting out? Yeah, that's going to be a real <laughs> thing, man. That, that feels like that's becoming uh, a, a bigger story that we're going to see. A lot of players already are saying that they're going to be sitting out bowl games and um, I have absolutely loved watching Dwayne Haskins play this year, but if he's going to the NFL, I don't care if he plays in the Rose Bowl. Um, I can understand if he wants to, you know, have one more, one more go at it, see if he can't break five thousand yards for the season, and and you know, go out with a bang. Um, but I'm not gonna be mad at him. I'm I'm done getting mad if if they were in the playoff. I'm confident he'd be playing. Right. I'm done complaining about guys who aren't, you know, who are sitting out and, and looking out for themselves in these games that are ultimately quite meaningless. But he did say on Saturday that he was going to be playing in the Rose Bowl, right? I mean, yeah, he's, he's within his rights to a moment. I'm not, change if he mind, wants to back but, out, though, I'm not going to. Right, exactly. You know, okay. um, but no, I'm a t- I'm still a 10. Like I'm going to sit on the couch, watch the whole game beginning to end because it's the last game of college football. Sure. Um, for as far as the rest of the Bulls go, don't really care much at all. Yeah. I don't gamble anymore on football, so I don't have a whole... That was, honestly, that was what used to make bowl season fun for me, was I would put money on every game and <laughs> and enjoy myself, right? Because I didn't have anything <laughs> to do. Um, I'm not doing that anymore, so don't really care that much. Yeah. I, I'll probably tune in. I'll probably, I'll tune into the playoff games, probably. The two uh, semifinals and the final, just because what else am I going to do? Right. Um, but no, I don't care about the New Year's Six. I couldn't care less. I'm not tuning in, but... Texas plays what Georgia don't yeah, care right now it's disappointing because like the new year six bowls I felt like even in the the past few years with the playoff in place I, I felt like those other bowls there were some fun ones in there and I just I don't feel like it and and a big part of that I feel like is there's just becoming a, a bigger gulf between 
those top two or three teams and everybody else. I mean, it's crazy to me that you've got, what is it, about 130 teams in the FBS? And if you're just going with the Power Five conferences, you've still got what, like 65 or 70 teams? And in the five years now of the playoff, three of those teams in all of FBS account for, I think it is 12 out of the 20 playoff spots. Yeah. Uh, Bama's made it five, five Clemson four, Clemson four, Oklahoma three. Yeah. Five. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, yeah, you're right. But, but that's kind of how it's always been. You could look at every like five year stretch. And I don't know that this, I think this stretch might, um, I don't know. We'll see how long this one goes, right? And Ohio State's definitely in that mix as well. Um, that's always how it is, though. You can look at every era ever of college football and say, yeah, over this eight to ten year span, it was the same five, six, seven teams. That's the that's thing. Always how like five, six, if we had five, six, or seven teams in the mix for it now, I mean, after the first two years, it felt great. I mean, that first year you had – Florida State in, you had Oregon in, um, you know, Ohio State got in, and then the the next year, Alabama, I think, was the only holdover, right? Um, yeah, well, Washington, Michigan State, and Clemson, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, the other, you, you the got other all three. these, yeah. but, like, this year, it's three out of the same four that were there last year, and the team that finished fifth in this year's poll was the fourth team. And Ohio State was sixth, and they were just in it two years ago. And, um, I mean, if you're one of those teams, it's great. But I, I think there was probably some hope that when you went from the BCS having two teams in the championship game to expanding it out to four and, you know, oh, these conference championship games are going to matter and things like that. It's like, okay, we're going to see some interesting stuff here. We're going to see some different teams. You know, some team could come in and make a run, and that just hasn't happened. I mean, it like Notre Dame getting in this year was kind of a big deal just because they're finally somebody else. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. I mean, if you look at it, there's really only two that have dominated it. It's they're Alabama right. and Clemson. They've gotten in they've gotten in four out of they've both gotten in four out of five years. And Alabama's it's gonna be gotten I in all, every shock time. if they're not in the championship this year, right? Um nah, it wouldn't shock me if Oklahoma beat Alabama. I know mm. the, the spread is like thirteen. It would stun me though. Especially the way that um, way that Georgia came out. Um, I'll say this: if if Oklahoma got up fourteen on Alabama, they would have won that game. Yeah, yeah. Georgia came out, went up fourteen nothing pretty quick. If Oklahoma does that, they'll they'll finish it because Alabama's good. They're not going to be able to keep stopping them like they did against yeah. Georgia. So it wouldn't stun me. I mean, I would expect Alabama to win, but it wouldn't stun me. Um. It stunned me when we beat Alabama, so I'm done sort of um, giving them be- that benefit of the doubt, I guess, even though you know they, they seem to win their first-round game every year since then. But um, no, it wouldn't stun me. It's, I'd expect them to win, but it's, it's, it'll, I think it'll be a much closer game than 13 because um, I just don't think, I don't think anyone, Alabama included, will be able to stop them that much. Hmm. Okay, but we'll get Tua more. should be able to have a field day too. So we'll we'll probably get into the the, the playoffs and, and the Bulls a little bit more in a few weeks. Last thing I wanted to ask you about tonight, though, uh, we've got the Heisman coming up, and I, we we got the, the finalists announced today. Right, we're down to three of them. It's Kyler Murray, mm-hmm. Tua from Alabama, and and Dwayne Haskins. Uh, thoughts? I don't think. I think it's. I think it might have flipped. Um, we all assumed it was Tua for sure all season long. And I think on Saturday night, it might've flipped to Kyler Murray because everyone, everyone looked and kind of realized Alabama's just a machine. It doesn't really matter who you put there. Um, they're going to, you could plug any of those guys in, right? He didn't, it didn't look like it was him that's doing it. It looked like it's that team and he's just the guy that happened to be in the spot. Uh, and that might be fair or unfair. Um, and I honestly think the one thing I will think is Dwayne Haskins is going to finish distant third. And I think that's wildly unfair. Um, and 
the biggest thing that sort of will jump out to me is that I think Dwayne Haskins is probably getting penalized a little bit because of his team's struggles at times, and they look sort of lackluster throughout the season. Um, but that was almost exclusively on defense. The offense has been a juggernaut all season, and his numbers bear it out, right? Um, yeah. So why doesn't anyone hold Oklahoma's even worse defense against Kyler Murray? Um, that I don't know. Um because Dwayne Haskins' numbers are just insane this year, and there's no way you can tell me that anyone's that much better than him. Um, and I honestly think the numbers are going to be pretty skewed. He'll probably be third on a vast majority of the ballots that came in. Um, but it's good that he's getting invited. That's cool. Um, it's, it's He deserves that. Um, but I think he should probably be more in the conversation than he is. There, are we thinking there's no way he comes back next year? Oh, I'd be stunned if he came back next year. Oh, that's too bad. Um, yeah, it's brutal. Like, he's <laughs> so fun. It feels like he deserved more than one year out of him, right? Right. But, that's what I'm saying. That, that was he, he was awesome this year. I, that uh, that sucks. I'd, I'd like to see him sticker. I don't blame and he him. Got, yeah, and Go he got paid, a lot man. better. Like as Yeah, he got a lot better as the year went on. I'll tell you this. Um, I know that uh, the kid from Oregon, Herbert, has been sort of the number one guy for a long time, and uh, Locke, Drew Locke, the kid from Missouri. They've been sort of the one and two guys all season. I think if you need a quarterback in the draft, you're insane if you pass him up. Because um, he's just gotten so much better as the season's gone on. And he's got he's got tools that nobody else has. Um, and quite frankly, we saw him start running like a couple weeks ago. He's a much better runner than I think we all thought. Because he didn't run at all like early in the season, right? And we just assumed it was because he couldn't. Um, he had some of those like Cardale Jones types run type runs where if there's an opening, he could go out and get you some yardage, knock a guy over, get, you know, finish off tough runs that we hadn't seen him do. So, um, no, I'm sort of, I'm, I'm bummed that we only get one year out of him, but yeah, that's the thing. If he did all this in one year, what would he do with another year in college under his belt or, you know, right. If you're like, if you're a team like the giants or, um, I think he might still need a year to study, although I thought that about Baker, too, and I was wrong about that, so I don't know. Um, I just think there's any team, if you think within the next year or two you're going to need a quarterback, you should run up and turn the card in for him, quite frankly. Um, Even if you have a guy like, I don't know, they're probably done with Eli after this year, but even if you know you have a guy that you're not 100% sure isn't your guy, um, or you're not urgently in need of a quarterback, it's still a guy that I'd look at. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, Saquon Barkley, one-two punch would be a pretty good Oof. place to start it off as from. Odell Beckham out wide, right? <laughs> yeah. Tell me, tell me they're not. Tell me they're not going to move the ball down the field. You would. Yeah, hope. No, I'm with you. I, if I think that would be, I think that'd be a great fit for him. Um, I don't know necessarily know about their coaching, but. Um, I think he's going to be a really good pro if he's put in a position, you know, to succeed. Um, so good for him. I mean, yeah, it's a bummer. We'll only get him for one year, but I'm never going to, I'll never knock a guy for going, especially if he's going to be a first round pick. Yeah. I got no problem with it. Go for and it. I, and I don't think, thanks, either thanks one of for, has... thanks for this season. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think either of us has much of an issue with anybody who wants to sit out a bowl game. If they think it's going to no. protect their draft no. position. So, no, because it, it. I mean, there's. If you're confident where you're at once they get those, you know, reports back from the NFL that says we think you're a first round pick. I I don't know. If there's any benefit to playing in a bowl game, right? You can right. go to the combine and and go to pro days, things like that. Try to improve your stock a little bit. You're not going to improve your stock much more in one game. That's just not the way it's going to work. So no. so what you have nothing to gain upside. from it and a whole lot to lose. Right, exactly. Like, how many how many guys have have skyrocketed up draft boards based on one bowl game? Not many. Probably not, not guys as that many were... as guys who have cost themselves money with injuries. Exactly, exactly. So I'm yeah, I'm not gonna. If it was my kid, I'd probably tell him to go pro. So um, mm-hmm. I can't I can't be mad at him if he does it or skips the game because it's what I'd recommend. So go on good fella thank you for a far more exciting year than i expected honestly he turned out like i knew he could throw the ball around i don't know that anyone expected anywhere near what he gave this year yeah it was, it was a nice run so 
Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> one way of putting it. Wish it went a little longer, but uh, you know, well, yeah, we'll take, take what we, we got. Get. Exactly, good. not bad. All right, man. Uh, I think that's probably a good place to close up shop. I feel like I always ramble more when we talk this specific subject. I know, I know, but uh, more than know. anything else, that's what I that's what I kind of go on and on about. College football. I mean, that, that's that's your wheelhouse. So. Specifically, specifically, like the playoff structure and whatnot. I don't know why that just gets me fired more fired up than anything else. Yeah, well, you know, I felt like this regular season in college football just didn't really do it. It, it wasn't particularly dramatic, and there weren't as many upsets. That's a pretty good. That's actually a pretty good point. That might be the bigger. That might be the bigger thing I take away from this year is that um, Alabama and Clemson came in as juggernauts, and everybody else sort of. I just discount Notre Dame at this point. I don't even care about them, but um, nothing else really like knocked, you know, knocked you out. There was obviously, I don't know that we expected to get the shit kicked out of us again by a a middle (laughs) of the road team, but nothing this year was just like, no one really came out of nowhere and nothing was crazy or, or stunning or any of that stuff. It was a pretty vanilla season overall. Yeah. So it didn't give us a whole lot to talk about. So if we, Go a little long this time. I guess we're just making up for lost time. So, Yeah, so be it. All right. Well, we are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and the TuneIn app. And you can also stream us on waitingfornextyear.com. That's going to do it for us for this week. So for Travis Uli, I am Tom Valentino. Spend the nail in the coffin, and we will talk to you again soon. Get ready, race fans, because the ultimate NASCAR experience is about to hit the airwaves. Welcome to Pit Pass NASCAR, the podcast that takes you deep into the heart-pounding world of NASCAR racing. Join us each week as we bring you closer to the NASCAR action with exclusive interviews and all the news and rumors you need with your favorite drivers, team members, and industry insiders. So whether you're a fan of super speedways, short ovals, or road racing, or you've just watched Talladega Nights, Pit Pass NASCAR is the podcast you've been waiting for. Get ready to fuel your passion for NASCAR like never before. Subscribe now to Pit Pass NASCAR on your favorite podcast platform or head to evergreenpodcast.com and get ready to join us. Launching in the fall on Evergreen Podcast Network. Follow us on social media at pitpass underscore NASCAR to stay up to date with everything you need to know about the podcast. <laughs>